0: I'm no longer bound, I'm no longer chained I'm no longer captive, no longer restrained Delivered, set free, and free to be me
1: Let me introduce myself Welcome everybody to Be The Light This is Pastor Zachira Robinson And I have on the show with me Carlita Sheely And we had a pleasure to talk about her testimony The different things that she encountered from being unsaved to being saved and the different transitions that she have went through along her journey. So please tune in because this is a show you don't want to miss.
0: My name is Freedom!
1: Welcome, everybody, to Be The Light. This is Pastor Zach Robinson, and today I have Carlita Sheely with me on the show today. How are you? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I am good. And so today we're going to be talking about Carlita's testimony today about how she came to Christ and what her journey been like in Christ. Um, Since I've known her, she has been like, when I say on fire for God, she has been literally on fire for God. And it's something that I admire about you because you don't see a lot of young people, younger people coming to Christ, especially when you're new to it, and you're not really new to it. You've been in it for a few years now, I think. But when you first came in, even your first year of meeting you, you were like as if you had been in this thing for like 10 years. And you don't see a lot of people have that much heart for God, that much love and compassion for God. Every time I talk to you, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go to um, this conference or yeah, I'm going to go to church. And it's like, girl, you in church every single day. <laughs> okay. But it's the it's the love of God that's on the inside of her and her heart is also to help Spread the gospel And Mm -hmm. she likes to go out And she likes to do Some missionary work And um, when I say Missionary work Meaning she likes to go out And to will people Into church She likes to go out And share the gospel Evangelize She loves to go out And do that And that's actually The the area that you cover Right? Mm -hmm. Okay And so let's just Just take it from the beginning You know Like how did you get here? What was it like Before you started Christ? Like Like was it easy? Was it hard? What was some of the things That you was out there doing? Um, How did God Tug on your heart? Okay Wherever God leads you um, So before
0: I came to Christ Y'all, I was a big cursor Like I would curse any and everybody I, I out. Um, it didn't matter how old you were um, If you disrespected me I was disrespecting you Like grown, <laughs> old, young I, Like it didn't matter um, And you couldn't really even look at me a certain way I, I always had something to say It's like I was like defensive in a way Oh wow, okay Like I felt like Every time I just felt like defense, like I just felt like somebody was always attacking me and um, I just felt like I needed to defend myself. Um, so I would cuss you out. I would like to fight. And um, I used to go to parties, but I wasn't really a party girl, but I used to do it like mm-hmm. here and there with friends. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, I had an experience with homosexuality um, in high school. I think it was like 10th grade. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: Okay. And so what was it like growing up in your home? Was it did your in the home did y'all go to church? Was it something that you were you was already being taught or was this when you came over to Christ? Was it something like, you know, this is like fresh for me. I've never been to church. How was that for you? Um, it was it was a fresh. It was a new thing.
0: I went to church, but it wasn't consistent. It was like lukewarm. okay Like I would, you know, it wasn't my mom, we would go to church, but it wasn't like a a demand. Yeah. Sometimes we'll go to church. Sometimes it, we wouldn't, and um, she would live a life of, you know, lukewarmish. Like, you know, we would go to church, but I wouldn't see no fruits. You know.
1: Yeah. And I think that's important is to be able to see the fruits of God um inside right. of a person, because like even that's what the word says that you wouldn't know a tree by its fruit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you see a lot of people that's attending church, or you see people that say, oh yeah, I love Jesus. Oh so yeah, I, I go to church from time to time. Correct. But then you don't see the fruits of mm-hmm. God in them. You don't see the love of God in them and you're like are you sure you go to church like well if that's the case then what's the point of going to church and actually you hear a lot of people say that like what do I need to go to church for? Like, right. look at you. Like right. you're, you're looking just like me. So mm-hmm. what, why do I need to waste my time going on a Sunday morning That's and getting right. up? And then just so I can turn out like this. Right. But a lot of times it's just because I, I believe that a lot of people is not shown how to walk it out, how to live, how, how God expect us to be, how right. to listen to the Holy spirit, um, how to receive God. Right. And even when you're saying, you know, in the beginning that, you know, you saw a lot of lukewarmness around you, mm-hmm. so you didn't you didn't really pick right. up on on and the fruits to be able standard. to carry it right? right. And so, what was it like for you to want to come over to Christ? Um, what made you want to come over to Christ? Okay, can we back up with a little
0: bit? I want um, to answer a question. So, for I think as a little girl, you want to see. You look up to your parents, you yeah. know, it's like whatever she do, I'm gonna do because that's my mom and I am supposed to be able to look up to her, Right. you know, and um I didn't have that. I mean, yeah. I would be able to look up to her, but not in like a godly sense, you know, the mm-hmm. things like, you know, how she choose guys because she didn't let a lot of people around us because she was very protective. So I appreciate her for that. But as far as like a God conscious and, you know, living a godly lifestyle, I wasn't able to look at her to that. So, um... I think as a little girl, that's important because we we look for standards in our parents. We look for that. And I didn't see that. So it's like, OK, I'm going to just do it. I'm going to try to do it myself and I'm going to do the best way I know. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the problem. So going back to your question, um, I I need I knew I needed God. Y'all, I like I said, I was going to church, so I knew of God. I just didn't have a personal relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, And I knew my ways was wrong. I knew like I knew it. God. Like he said, you didn't find me. I found you like I saw Mm -hmm. up for you. So like I felt like he was urging. He was tugging at my heart saying, you need to change your life. You need to get right with me. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really choose him. But in a way, like I came in an agreement with him. Mm -hmm. So as he was calling me, I was like, "Okay, God, I know I'm going to come in agreement with you and I'm going to live right. So when I did give my life to Christ um, back in 2020, um, it was like a total change. Like y'all. I, it, I feel like it happened overnight, but it yeah. really didn't happen overnight. You know how they say things don't happen overnight. It's <laughs> yeah. how bad you want it. Because if you want it that bad, you gonna you gonna break. You know yeah. you know what you know what it takes to get to the next level. It's not like you're like gullible or anything. I wasn't gullible, and I just knew that I need change. So 2020, I gave my life to Christ. I came to church, and it was like I broke. Pastor um, Ken he called us to the altar, and I broke down. And I was like, God, I'm just gonna give it to you, and I did.
1: Yeah, I must say, 2020. That's right, right around the pandemic. Right. You started, so you right around the pandemic, you gave your life over, um, and then since then, even you know, looking back on how you were saying, one of the things I want to mention is like that person that is taking care of you, your caretaker, because a lot of people is not fortunate to have their parents, mm-hmm. but whoever is taking care of you. It's important for them to have a foundation in Christ right. because it gives you something to look at. It gives right. you something to look on. Like, okay, this is what it means to be, um, you know, Christian. This is what it means to have a relationship with God. Right. And that's one of the things that me and my husband do. We try to make sure that our kids know that we don't just go to church and play right. church. Like, we right. come home and we are church. Right. Like, the, the from the, how we speak to each other, from the way that we set the home tone, mm-hmm. from the way that you know, making sure that we installing the word in them and not just making sure that oh, we just wait till they get it on Sunday. No, like. We literally live out church in our home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's yeah. one of the important things that I wanted to make sure just because you hear a lot of uh, PK kids, which is pastor kids that say, oh, yeah, my my parents, they, they was in the church and, you know, they was highly focused on the people. But then when they came home, they wasn't really focused on mm. the us. It right. was all about the people, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what um, the last show from last week was talking about is exactly that like she was a pk kid and it came to a point where you know she just she was not her needs was not being met the way that they needed to be met Mm -hmm. but we all have a part to play all right and just like like now you know like the way that you're training yourself up eventually when you do have kids they're going to have that that role model that person to look up to Mm -hmm. you know even my daughter she looks up to you Mm -hmm. you know she loves you and so um when you met, tur- turned over to Christ and everything, how easy was the transition to change? Because you didn't just come along. You had some friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, that's one of the things that stood out to me. You did not come along. A lot of times God leave that 99 and get that one. Mm-hmm. But it was too what no it was three of y'all okay. that actually came um to the church and y'all all changed our life together mm-hmm. a lot of times you mm-hmm. see friendships that like separate because mm-hmm. one chose to you know give their life to god and that god was calling them so everybody else just continued doing what they was doing mm-hmm. but no y'all came together like okay. can you talk about that like that's i don't know i just always find that exciting um mm-hmm. you know that that happened and took place okay um
0: so, yeah, I have friends with me, Tay, and Sophia. Um, they wanted to the change as well. So I, I believe that made it easier. But um, even if they didn't, you know, I feel like the choice still would have been made, you know. Um, sometimes in life, I feel like um, friends could possibly stop each other, you mm-hmm. know, just because we want to wait on people to come with us. But that's not always the case. Whether they come or go, you still got to do what's best for you and make the best decision for yourself. And... um yeah, but you said, was it easy? <sighs> I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it was easy, but I wouldn't say it was hard.
1: Yeah, um, because you were ready.
0: Right, because yeah. I was ready. Um, I, I was ready to give it all, y'all. Like, I wasn't losing nothing. If anything, <laughs> I was gaining something, you right. know? Like, I wasn't losing anything. So, I was ready, y'all. Um, I knew the attacks would have been harder, but um, being that I, was, I had so much zeal, Yeah, you still do. You have a lot of zeal for God. Yeah, Glory to God. But I was, I had so much zeal and I still do. But then I had so much zeal and that just made me eat up the Word. Yeah, I was fasting, praying. I was in the Word. So I knew like, I knew that the test was come. And I knew, I knew that um, whatever the enemy tried to send my way, I knew how to overcome him Mm -hmm. with prayer, with fasting, with worshiping. You know, I knew how to commune with God in that time. So, it was easy. Yeah. It wasn't like I didn't know, know, you know, what to do in that situation. So
1: Absolutely. Um, look like you said, you have to know how to pray, you have to know how to fast, mm-hmm. you have to know how to read the word because right. you know the attack is coming. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, y'all, I was Blindsided I thought that I'm coming over to Christ <laughs> like Everything gonna be peaceful. Right. I just thought that Everything was gonna be good You know Everything was gonna be great <laughs> Cause like literally That's just how I felt I just was like Okay I'm in Christ now I'm good I'm a child of God You know I'm walking this thing out No I'm talking about It's like the heat Got turned up Even the more But I'm also thankful For that Because right. it taught me Like this is some areas You still need to work in You know You're still dealing with this You know Okay now you need to learn Know how to be forgiving mm-hmm. And so right. in these little instances where we have where it's like we being put on trial and you're like okay God what is going on here you know help me out I feel like I'm not doing what you have asked me to do Mm -hmm. or I feel like I'm just out here just doing whatever but um, the thing is is that if you ask him he says lean on me okay Mm -hmm. lean on me when you lean on God, he's going to give you all the understanding. He's going to give you all the knowledge. He's going to give you everything that you need for that time. Right. Okay. I'm going to mm-hmm. say for that time. Cause a lot of times we're like, okay, God, what about next week? Mm-hmm. And God is like, no, nah, we're going to just worry about today. Right, right. Just worry about mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes even we allow ourselves to overthink and over process stuff. And God just wants you to focus in on today. Um, I remember literally I just had a vision of you giving your first sermon. Amen. <laughs> I remember, um, you know, you giving it. I could tell you was nervous, but at the same time you were speaking so fast. I was like, she is she is on fire for God. Mm-hmm. Like, how was that experience when you was given the opportunity to, to give the word for the first time? How was that? It was nerve wracking, <laughs> but I was so excited. Like y'all, I'm
0: always excited to preach the gospel. Like, mm-hmm. although, cause I know nerves are going to come and we all humans, you know, yeah. we're going to, we're going to feel that nervousness, but we know that God is not going to bring us to anything that he's cannot get us through. So I was good. I know, you know, when you lean on the Holy Spirit to guide you, it's nothing to worry about. Cause you know that he's going to get you through it. Amen. But if you, I know like sometimes. I think I do try to rely on my own strength, but that's where I go wrong. But when I come to the realization like, hey, you can't rely rely on your own strength. It's the Holy Spirit that's going to bring
1: you through this. And then when I get that mindset, I'm good. Amen. And so what was one of the um, times where you felt as low as you can possibly remember to where you was like, I really have to rely on God's strength in this moment? Because while we're in Christ, we're still going to go through things. Yeah. We're still going to experience things. Um, was it ever a point of time where you just came to a, almost felt like a a roadblock with God?
0: Mm, that's
1: a good question. Um, I must say you always seem to be on zeal. Yeah. But we still all go through things. Um, yeah. You can't, um, nothing come to mind.
0: Not right now. Um, a roadblock. I mean, I would say there's sometimes. I remember asking you and Pastor T um, that you know, hey y'all, I'm not on fire as I mm. like I am. I feel like I feel dry. I feel mm-hmm. like not necessarily my my oil is running out. I still have some, but I'm not on fire like I always mm-hmm. am. And you you guys was like, that's you know that's normal. Sometimes you're not gonna always be on high. It's yeah. gonna be sometimes where you just you know, and that's okay. Yeah. As long as you, you know, fasten you know, doing what you got to do and you know that you're doing what you got to do and everything is good. But I thought that was a problem because I'm so used to being on fire for yeah. him. So when I felt like that, I felt like it was wrong. Like I felt mm-hmm. like I wasn't doing what I was, you know, what I should be doing.
1: Yeah, but, I know one of the things for me when <clears throat> when it came to a point in time where I was just like, OK, I'm in this. and I'm not going to be honest. I never had the zeal like. I see a lot of people and I'm, you know, I sometimes I question, like, God, why ain't I had that zeal? It's like, I came into, it was just like more so like on a cautious side, like I'm in here. Now mm-hmm. what I do, you know, I never had that, that big moment, like boom, you know, right early on. I feel like that came for me, like, like now is yeah. like how y'all started is like how I'm now yeah. I feel like I just finally got to, but it's mm-hmm. like, why? But some people, they go through a lot of hurt and pain and trauma. And you're kind of a little bit skeptical about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I think that plays a role in your relationship with God. Mm-hmm the relationship that you hold with people or the relationship that, you know, for instance, like your mom or your dad, I always like to emphasize on mom and dad, because like I always say, they're the foundation of a lot of things and how a lot of people turn out. But if that, if, if your relationship and you're like, can't talk to your parents, you can't trust your parents. uh, Maybe they've done some things behind your back. Then a lot of times you're going to have a hard time trusting a man that you can't see. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you couldn't trust the ones you can see. Right. So it's like, why do I need to trust the person that I can't see mm-hmm. that's telling me he's going to do all these things for me right. when I have parents that said, oh, I'm going to do this for you, but then they never did it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you come into a, con- I've come into a contact with a lot of people where they have that issue. It's like, well, I don't know how to trust because of what my parents done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's like, we have to look beyond what our natural eyes can see. Mm-hmm. And we have to look more so into what the spirit of God can do for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one time that, that where I was literally laying on a bed. I, this was like my first time ever hearing from God. I, for, for me, I believe this was my first. I'm pretty sure he was speaking to me a, a long time before this. Mm-hmm. But the first time I actually heard him and I was literally laying there on the bed and I just had a lot of lot of weight on me. Just had, it was like, I was just dealing with a lot of things and I just heard daughter. It was just the one word that one word brought me so much peace. Mm -hmm. It even brought me to a place of like, he hears me. It brought me comfort. And it's like the, the sound of hearing him say that was like, I matter, you know, and sometimes we have to have those encounters to understand, like, he do hear me, Mm -hmm. you know, cause a lot of times you're going to, you're going to feel like you don't hear God. You're going to feel like, did I miss it? You're going to feel like, okay, God, what am I doing? Like, did you really talk to me? Mm -hmm. Are you real? You know, and then that's when unbelief and doubt come in because sometimes we want to see things happen right away and it's not going to happen right away. Mm -hmm. It happens gradually. Um, What was the first time that you can remember where you actually heard from God?
0: When I gave my life to him that same day. Oh, wow. Yeah. I gave my life to him. Um, When I was at church, he said, um, he said something I can't really remember y'all, but um, it was, it was like a peace when he spoke it. It was like a peace, like, you know, I don't have to, you know, for he said that I can cast all my cares and worry upon him for his burden. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. And he was like, Um, it's OK. Like, I never really went through trauma. But like, you know, my dad passed mm-hmm. when I was a little girl. So I was holding on to that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know. Wow. Um, So he brought that to my remembrance. It was all these things he was bringing back to my remembrance. And I just felt a sense of peace in that moment.
1: How How old were you when your father passed? Now, if you can I, remember. I would say like seven or eight. Okay. And seven. how was it after that for you?
0: Can you remember? It was it was kind of tough because, not really, because I always had my mom. I was always home with my mom, but see, my sister and my brother, mm-hmm. they would go off to their dad's house and yeah. I would be home with my mom. And I was like, dang, like this... This is all I got. Not really all I got because I had other family. I had aunties, Mm -hmm. uncles, and I was close to my aunties, but I was always home with my mom when my brother and sister would
1: go to their dads. And I was just kind of jealous yeah, because they had that and I didn't. Did you ever have a chance to like express it to your mom as you was getting older or did you kind of hold it into yourself? I think I told her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I must say because my father, he was there, but you know, there's a lot of people who's missing parents. Either they, they're in jail, um, passed mm-hmm. away, or they're just not there. Right. Um, and for me, my father was there, but it was like he he was there, but not there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the parts of him that I seen, especially at that early age, was a lot of alcohol. I saw a lot of, you know, abuse and stuff that was happening in a home. But praise God, he's given his life over to God. And he's been like 20 years clean from alcohol, 20 plus years, you know, clean from alcohol. But, you know, i just remember for myself, I was just like, I want to be a daddy's girl. Like, Mm -hmm. I really wanted to be a daddy's girl. And then like, you would see, like go to school and you see like the little girl sitting on her dad's laps or, you know, they have like little functions where dad comes to school and then like your dad's not there and it's like, wow you know I needed that or maybe you know there was times where he was there but the connection wasn't there you know Mm -hmm. just because a parent is present that don't make them present Mm -hmm. okay that means they're just there but the connection is what really matters are you emotionally there Mm -hmm. Um, and so with me the emotion wasn't there for me and so it just maybe put myself into a position of seeking relationships sooner than I should seeking you know love and attention in all the wrong ways Mm -hmm. accepting you know pretty much any guy that would you know show some type of attention or affection that I was you know needing and a lot of times we don't even realize that that's what's taking place right mm-hmm. we just like oh I just you know I want to get into this relationship not realizing that you're trying to cover up a void that you're right. feeling on mm-hmm. the inside um, and also that that happens in time now and, you know even as adults people are just like jumping from relationship to relationship and it's like you're never stopping to fix the root problem right and you've been b- very blessed to not have to go through trauma Amen. that's very very rare mm-hmm. you know for a lot of people um to not have to go through um a lot of trauma and so what is some of the things um, when it came to college how was that lifestyle of just because you you made a transition while in college mm-hmm. okay so you went from not serving God to serving God. Oh, that how, was after college? That was all, oh, it was all after college. Okay. Cause I remember you got your, yeah, got your little rewards and mm-hmm. certificates. Oh, yeah. How was it? And just even making that transition over from living that life to saying, okay, now I'm just going to just go cold turkey and follow God. <laughs>
0: um, so your question was,
1: how was the transition? And-
0: OK, it was it was good. You know, like I said before, it wasn't I knew I wasn't losing anything. Yeah, Um. it was it it was easier. Like you said, my friends came with me. So it wasn't like I was trying to pull them with me. Yeah. You know, they made that decision for themselves to, you know, seek out the guy. So that part was easy. Me giving my life to him was
1: was easy because I didn't. I don't know. I, just, I could, all easy, I could say, yeah. it was easy. Okay. It cool. was easy. And so what is God currently doing in your life now for you? What, what transitions is he doing for you now? What, what does it look like for you now? I already know that you're doing, um, you evangelize. How is that going for you? It's good. Um, so with the church I'm with now... Um,
0: I'm the outreach director So every Like twice a month We'll go out Either Walmart Gas stations Wherever the Lord leads us We'll go out there Pass out flowers Just ask for You know If they need prayers You know Whatever they may need Or just give them Words of encouragement Sometimes people just need Words of encouragement And of course You include God in that um, And just bring You know Love You know Show people love And that's going good Um, On my side time You know Every now and then I'll post things on Facebook um, Like encouraging words um, Motivation Things about God You know Whatever God He tends to drop A lot of things in my spirit So I feel like It's like I can't hold it in I have to get it out And I go to Facebook To post that
1: Okay all right. Mm -hmm. And so um, Anything that you would like To share with the people Anything that's like God is like Leading on your heart In this moment That you want to share Yes
0: Um, So um, Before Um I would say that now I'm having a not hard time, but God is showing me that the enemy, he's trying to attack my character. Mm-hmm. And my personality um because God he created me to be loving, kind, you know, generous. I can get you know if you take me there, it's sometimes where I have to control myself or you know, have that discipline where I can't you know, like I said when I was in the world, I was ready to go on ten like it was at the ten or zero, and now I know how to cruise, you know, yeah, I don't have to, I know that I don't have to take it there um but in this moment, God has shown me that He's trying to attack me in that area because, he, like I said, I'm kind, I'm generous, and I like to give. But so when when mm-hmm. somebody else don't want to give to me, and it's like I do a lot for you, and how dare you not be able to same, you know, return right. that same thing? Like, you see that I'll take off my shirt off my back if you needed it, but if I was to ask you for it, it wouldn't be like that. And then in that point, I'll be like, "Dang!" Like, but He told me like. Don't don't try to don't allow somebody to take what I gave you. Mm -hmm. He he has given me character. He has given me personality. So why would I allow somebody to come into my life and strip me of what he has given me? Mm -hmm. And then when I allow to somebody to do that is like, how can I glorify? Because he gave me this. For his glory. So if I allow somebody to come in and strip me from that, how can I glorify him in that moment? Mm -hmm. And I have to allow myself to really sit down and not allow people what they do to me, what they say to me to hurt me in a way that I'm allowing it to affect my relationship with God and how I go about, you know, going about um, serving him.
1: Amen. Yeah, it's definitely important to not allow people to attack your character. And also yeah. what hit my spirit is that you just because you do something for someone, you cannot expect them to do it in return. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times people go on with hidden expectations of yeah. wanting to do things just in hopes for someone doing something for them right. or in hopes for getting a return. But you what i like to say is that i don't i'm not going to charge everybody for everything yes. because sometimes yes. my my coins and what i'm going to reap from is going to come from having the king no earthly Amen. goods can give this to me mm-hmm. um and a lot of times people you know They're they're so focused on money They're so focused on What they can gain here on earth And it's like okay There may be somebody That God's in your way That, that can't pay right. There may be somebody That God sends your way That can't offer you anything But you need to pour into them mm-hmm. um, And that's why God gives us money That's why he gives us Extra things in the home That's mm-hmm. why he you know Provides um, supplies for us So that we can help supply others That is in need mm-hmm. A lot of times I think we miss it And we take those things And we just keep it all to ourselves And we be selfish You know we're not we're not helping others. And one of the things that since I've read it, um, it's talking about where, you know, what you do basically to the homeless is what you don't do unto God. And so like when you see someone as homeless and you see that they need something, you see that you need to lend that hand to help them. Yeah. Um, and you choose to walk away. God's word is very firm. And he says that you have chosen to not help me, Correct. you know, because mm-hmm. what you do for them is what you do for mm-hmm. me. And so um, even when you're doing that, It's like, don't do it just because, you know, oh, God's going to give me something. Do it because you want to. Do it because your heart is right. That's just like for some people. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, don't just serve God because you don't want to go to hell. Serve him because you love what he has done for you. You know, Mm -hmm. change your life because he, he has given us the ability to serve him. He's given us the ability to have wealth on earth you know when i say wealth spiritual wealth i'm Mm -hmm. not talking about financial wealth i'm talking about spiritual wealth that alone will sustain because god will make sure that all your needs are met everything is taken care of Mm -hmm. and that you will have many much more so that it can roll over into someone else's life Mm -hmm. um so i want to thank you for coming on this show today i really appreciate you coming in Mm -hmm. (laughs) everyone this is carlita and if you was not able to hear all of the show and you want to go back to listen to the beginning of this please don't hesitate you can go over to my YouTube which is Be the Light Zach You can also go to my TikTok if you like. It's um be it's Be the Light Zach on there as well. And then if you um came in the middle and you're like, you know what, I really want to just hop over to the YouTube and you'll be able to take notes, you'd be able to see other uh, other interviews that I have done in the past. And if you want to reach out for some inner healing or anything like that, please don't hesitate to get some inner healing or deliverance if it's needed. And all of my information is on my website, which will also be in the bio as well. All right, everyone. Be blessed and have a good one. I'm no longer
0: bound. I'm no longer chained. I'm no longer captive. No longer restrained. Delivered, set free, and free to be me. Let me introduce myself. Thank you
1: so much for tuning in to Be the Light. If you are looking for a life coach, or maybe you're looking for some inner healing, please visit Be the Light live again that is be the light. live and you can also follow us on youtube for a replay of this show at zakia robinson be blessed
0: my name is freedom